0: This is Yoga Off the Mat, a podcast provided by Mint and Honey. I'm Emily Ray, your host, an eclectic soul, wanderlust spirit, and Vegas yoga educator. I've often asked myself the question, what does it mean to take my yoga off the mat and out into the great big wide world? We spend so much time and energy finding the cutest, trendiest yoga clothes, the most efficient water bottle, that perfect grippy yoga mat. But we are only on our mats for a short period of time, and then the rest of the time we're out in the world. So, through this podcast, I am excited to share with you what it means to me to practice yoga off the mat. Well, hello, I hope that you are having an absolutely beautiful day today, wherever you are in life, whether you're driving or you're cleaning or, you know, maybe you're at work and you're working on this project, whatever the case is, I hope that you are having a fantastic day. So before we jump into this podcast, let's just take a moment, take a big inhale in through your nose, exhale, side out, let it go. One more time. Take a big inhale in through your nose. Exhale, sigh it out, let it go. Let a slight smile come to your lips. Congratulations, you have just done yoga off the mat. Breathing is such a huge part of yoga. There's eight limbs of yoga which are like limbs or principles or, you know, kind of the the guidelines, I guess, for a better word. And one of those is breathing. It's called pranayama. And so we get so wrapped up in our practice of like the perfect yoga pose and the alignment. And, you know, the teachers are always reminding us to breathe. I know for me, a lot of times I'll get so focused sometimes on just like, okay, I'm focusing on this pose. And it's killing my body right now. And I forget to breathe. And so I love when the instructors are like, just breathe. Take a moment. recenter, Breathe. Ground down. Those are some of my favorite, favorite words. And so breathing is just so important. So keep breathing if you'd like to, you know, take some more deep breaths and just kind of cleanse the mind while we continue with our podcast. But don't forget to breathe today because today is a beautiful day. I wanted to share with you one of mint and honey's core values, community. Something that I absolutely love to do is to bring people together to connect. And I've really kind of been taking a step back and and looking at what does my community look like to me? I mean, what, what does it mean? What is the definition of it? And how do I practice yoga off the mat and into my community? So to me, community means a group of individuals that come together and drink wine, solve a problem, drink more wine, solve more problems, drink some coffee, support each other, drink more wine. Um, In case you haven't noticed, there's a theme here, a lot of wine going on, but basically it's a group of diverse, unique people that have different backgrounds and cultures and different perspectives of opinion. And so in Vegas, we have our physical communities, right? We've got Henderson and Summerlin in the Southwest. Um, Break that down even further, we've got our hobbies and interests. So for me, that's yoga. There's this yoga community that I'm involved with. I love my community, it's what my passion is all about. But it could be the gym, it could be, you know, school, it could be like your kids, friends, parents, you know, whatever the case is, take a moment and really think about what is your community? who is your community what are some of your passions what are some of the things that you love to do and kind of start looking at your community kind of with, from a different perspective of okay these are the people that I'm around the most these are the people that I am involved with you know you you build relationships with your community and there's there's different types right there's the surface level there's the super close besties. They say you're lucky to have just a couple besties in your life. Um, I'm grateful because I have several people in my life that are just awesome and fantastic, and they are my community. But you have to build that relationship, take it further than that surface network type of level. We talk about how time is money. Well, community is giving time without being paid. It's really getting involved, really finding your passion and just stepping into it finding that sense of belonging and that feeling of fulfillment. So get involved. It'll be an adventure, which is another of Mint and Honey's core values. But as you're thinking about this community, and if you're not already involved with it, really take a step back and see how you can get involved with it. And if you already have a strong, positive community of people, well, I recommend to you know, kind of maybe branch out and find another community because your skills and your talents are diverse and unique. And I think that you should share them with as many people as possible. And you're going to have people that appreciate you. You're going to have people that are just, whoa, crazy people, but just get involved and really, really give back, find your sense of adventure and just enjoy community. So I wanted to talk about two of the eight limbs of yoga that I think really can help define what your community looks like. And so you are already familiar. I talked about pranayama, which is one of the eight limbs. That's all about breath. We did that in the beginning of the podcast. And then there's um, asanas, which is our yoga practice. That's the third limb. So there's eight limbs of yoga and I'm going to get kind of hippie woo woo, but I'm going to try to break it down. So like I said, This podcast is all about, you know, just the same principles that you take on your yoga mat. Just take what resonates with you, and what doesn't, just leave it at the door. So there's two limbs that I really want to focus on. They're the first two limbs of the eight limbs of yoga, which was founded by the father of modern yoga way back when, blah, 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 blah. Okay, enough history. So yama means universal morality, and niyama means personal observances. So I think as we're looking at being involved in our community, I think we really should take a step back and ask ourselves morality. What is it that we stand for? What is it that we're all about? Because really, when you're getting involved in creating a community, you really need to know who you are. And I think with the niyama, personal observances, self-reflecting. We need to take time out and just, you know, self-love, self-care, but really, you know, take time to kind of think about things for a minute before just jumping right in. So focusing on the Yamas, which again is universal morality, the technical term, there's a lot of subcategories that fall underneath it. And I really wanted to share these with you because I think they're super, super fantastic and they resonate really well with me. Um, so, and again, take all of this with a grain of salt. We spent hours in my uh, 200-hour teacher training going over all of this and learning the English and the Sanskrit, but um, I just think that the principles that these have are something we can all walk away with. So, under the yamas, one of the first things is ahimsa, which is nonviolence or compassion for all living things. And so, I think that when we think of ahimsa and we think of, like, nonviolence, I'm talking about not purposefully hurting other people and other things and when you join a community you really have to kind of put yourself aside and focus on what's best for the group and you have to focus on having compassion for people. Now if you're like me You have a really, really low tolerance for stupid people and it's hard to show them compassion, especially when you have a conversation with them and then you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I spent five minutes trying to be kind to this person and talk to them. They just don't get it. But the first thing under the yamas, ahimsa, is having compassion for all living things. And so I totally encourage you to really... Before making that final decision on that crazy psycho person or before, you know, really kind of making a judgment call, take a step back and just try to have compassion for the situation and for the person and for what's going on. The second thing is satya. Uh, which is a commitment to truthfulness. So um, how many of us in here tell a little white lie? We're like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I'm just going to white lie it, right? And so according to this limb, uh, this satya, commitment to truthfulness, it means to speak the truth, yet it is not always desirable to speak the truth on all occasions, for it could harm someone unnecessarily. We have to consider what we say, how we say it, and in what way it could affect others and it says here under this um, satya if speaking the truth has negative consequences it's better to say nothing and how many of us were growing up right our moms would say it's better to if if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all and so that's exactly what this is talking about when you join a community you're going to want to to say things and I think when you have those strong relationships with people You can say things in love. I know for me, I have a lot of friends that like to tell me a lot of things I don't like to hear. And they're my good friends. They're really close. But I know that they're saying it in love. And they are. They're saying it with, you know, compassion and kindness. But they're telling me the truth in love. Um, Those people that I don't know very well, they just don't say anything at all. And I don't say anything at all back. (laughs) And so when you're looking at a community, really look at truthfulness as a part of that. Um, the third thing is astaya, which is non-stealing. So, you know, staya means to steal, and then the ah means no, no stealing. And so when you're in a community, you really, um, obviously, we all probably know this, we shouldn't steal from our, our neighbor, or we shouldn't steal from the group. But I wanted to kind of take it a step further and challenge um, both myself and all of us, how often do we steal somebody's time? Have you ever like went up to somebody and you are just so excited about whatever it is that you're selling or you're, you know, whatever trend you're on and you just talk and talk and talk and that person is kind of trying to be polite like, oh, okay, thank you. Have a beautiful day or, oh, that's so great. Oh my gosh, I have to pick my kids up now. You know, there's little subtleties and little nuances that you can pick up on when somebody just doesn't want to talk anymore. And so for me, when we're talking about astaya, which is non-stealing, I totally encourage you, especially in a community setting, to just be mindful of other people's time and not to steal it and not to take it from them. It's so valuable, um, especially with the society that we're in today. Time is just precious and we tend to lose it and waste it on all these other like things that we're doing with technology not that technology is bad I'm talking about like how many hours do we spend going through social media right things like that we waste time and so I think it's important we determine our own time and it's important to not steal that from other people there's also, the fourth thing under here is brachmachyara. I totally am butchering that, but ugh, whatever. I can totally put these up on my Facebook if you actually want to see all of them and how they're spelled. Um, but Yarka <laughs> means sense, uh, sense control. And so really, it's kind of talking about like sexual intimacy and sexual activity, Um But it doesn't necessarily like imply celibacy. It just means like being mindful Um, when we have sex with other people, we're transferring energy. So it's really talking about being mindful of kind of who you're transferring that energy to. So a classic example in a community setting, how many times is it when you are um, with a person for a long period of time, you kind of start to develop feelings for them? Um, and so just being mindful, I'm on the fence about whether, Hey, you should sleep with that coworker or, Hey, you should, you know, sleep with, you know, your, your friend of a friend of a friend, whatever the case is. I think that's a judgment call. And I think every situation is different. Um, but I do think that you need to be mindful of just that your energy is transferring to that other person and vice versa. And it could really upset the community that you have. Personally, I had a relationship with a coworker several years ago, and it did not end very well. So for me personally, I don't engage in that just because I have seen how it just blows up. But I think it's a judgment call. And when you're in a community, be mindful. How many of those groups of friends have you seen? I mean, even Friends, the TV show, where they started having relationships and then it affected the whole community. So. To me, with Brahmacharya, oh my gosh, I can't even say this word. Brahmacharya. <laughs> um, maybe I should put these up on Facebook so you can read them. But it it just means being mindful of your energy and being mindful of others. And then the um, the last one under the yamas is aparigraha, which means neutralizing the desire to acquire and hoard wealth. Um, so. I think that there's a fine line here between having enough of your wealth or your money or your items that are necessary and overindulging in it. I'm a huge, huge, huge component of balance. And if you know me, you know I'm doing this balance and breathe retreat up in Zion this fall. And I love being able to just have balance in everyday life. I could not live um, a life that is so simplistic that I don't have some of the finer, luxurious things. Um, But I'm not so extravagant because I can't justify spending tons of money on things when you could be, you know, investing that or giving that back. And so with a perigraha, it really means to just kind of, you know, not hoard and acquire so much wealth that it just you're just so attached to these things. And you're so attached to money that it just kind of, you know, makes you the person that you really shouldn't be. And so um this is uh these five things under the yamas are really the moral virtues which if attended to they purify human nature and contribute to health and happiness of society and so that's why i'm sharing them with you because i think when you focus on those items and you really just kind of look at your moral compass you are able to be a betterment and a positivity of society and really just the overall happiness of everyone involved so that was all under the first limb of the eight limbs of yoga like i said we spent a ton of time in our yoga uh training going over this so there's one other limb bear with me here that i wanted to share with you and like i said if this is too hippie woo woo then you know just take the breathing and just keep breathing and go have a beautiful day but the niyamas which are the personal observances are kind of the rules or the laws Um, they're just really meant to have like personal observance. And so they're not necessarily like actions, but they're more attitudes. So the first one under niyama, which is personal observances, is sauka, which is purity. And so purity means, you know, just like your definition, I guess, of, of clean. So for me here in Vegas, it gets so flipping hot. I could take a million showers in a day. I take one in the morning. If I'm like home throughout the day and I'm you know cleaning my house or running around or if I'm just sitting there and feel gross, I will go take a shower before I'm moving on with the rest of my day. And then I take one at night because I like to be clean when I'm sleeping in my bed. And so when it comes to purity, I think everybody has their own Understanding of that. Um, Bottom line for me, take a shower. That's what it means to me. Because have you ever been in a meeting or a group of people and you can tell somebody has not showered and it's just like, oh, I know for me, I try out different deodorants and sometimes those deodorants don't work so well and it's so frustrating and embarrassing. But, you know, it's just being clean because we've all been there where we just we hug somebody or we're working with somebody and we're just like, oh, man, that smell is intense. You could even take it a step further in, like, cleanliness as far as, like, putting on scents that actually jive with our body. Somebody told me once that with perfume you actually – put it on your body, and if you don't smell it after like a couple minutes, that perfume is meant to be on your body because that's how it's supposed to be. Whether it's true or not, no idea, but I do know it works for me because whenever I put on the scent and I can't smell it, I get so many compliments throughout the day, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know what this is, but I'm loving it. And a lot of times my hair products will smell as well. And so to me, cleanliness is just, you know, being clean. And whatever whatever that means to you, just kind of not necessarily smell good because that sounds a little silly, but just be mindful of your body odor with other people. Another category, number two under the niyamas is santosa, which is contentment. So something that I think is very difficult in this world is to be grateful and happy with what we have. For me, I know, um, It can be keeping up with the Joneses, if you've seen that movie, where I'm always wanting whatever somebody else has of like, oh my gosh, I totally want this new yoga mat or I want this, you know, beautiful sweater. Like you're always just trying to kind of keep up with the other person. And when you're in a community setting, I think it's really frustrating to try to keep up with everyone because we're all at different levels in our life and we all place different, you know, values on things. And so being content with what you have can be challenging. For me, being in marketing in Vegas, I've noticed that a lot of people have these beautiful cars. I don't even know what types because I'm not a car person, but I drive a little tiny Honda. I would love to have a smart car. That's kind of more my jam. Um, But it can be sometimes like, oh, I want to look the best and I want to have the nicest car and kind of circles back to kind of the morals we were talking about earlier of just like, okay, no more greed and wealth. But um, with contentment, just being happy with what you have. That doesn't mean that you can't go out and buy this beautiful, extravagant car, but just take a moment and be happy before you buy the next one, right? <laughs> so then there's um, number three, tapas, which is the disciplined use of our energy. So a lot of times, like I'm a big advocate of, of energy, right? And I feel that with our energy, we can really control how we act a situation so I'd referenced in my earlier podcast about me and driving and how I have a lot of negative energy that goes into my worry crystal that I'm rubbing um, with tapas we are practicing disciplining our energy so in a community setting how many times do we respond to situations and we can just tell we're gonna lose it right you can just be like oh my gosh I cannot believe this just happened I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my mind. I'm just going to have to say something. I'm going to have to walk out of the room. And so I really encourage you to take a moment and just kind of pay attention to, like, your body posture. Pay attention to, like, your breath. Pay attention to, like, how you feel in that situation. And kind of look at ways where you can just take a deep breath and relax. So back to my driving situation before, I was saying, oh, we should totally, you know, use the word om. We should practice some chants or something. Whatever it is for you, just be mindful of your energy and just kind of really try to know that whatever you do, every action has a reaction, right? So just really pay attention to how you are in situations. Um, And that's something I love about yoga is that yoga actually helps you to calm the mind, and it really is an amazing outlet to balance mind, body, and soul. So. Back to number four under this uh, niyama limb that we're talking about here, savadiyaya, which is self-study. And so self, which is um, adiyara, means inquiry or examination. So really taking a moment and just kind of looking inward um, and asking ourselves, again, kind of coming back to our morals, but asking ourselves like, okay, what are we what are we doing on this life, on this earth? Excuse me. What are we doing, you know, with, with our job? Where are we going? Kind of take a moment and just kind of reflect. Um, we need to center ourselves and just kind of make sure that we're really consistent. Um, I know for me, when I don't eat, I can get like up and down all crazy mood swings. And taking a moment to self-study and say, okay, I am acting this way because of whatever reason. And this is how I can fix it. I even encourage you when you're going through kind of the self-study and the inquiry or examination of yourself to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. Now, I have noticed we did this practice through yoga training. And so I noticed that it was really easy for me to look in the mirror and say, I love you when I was all dressed up, had my mascara on, had my lips on, my hair was all done. I had some cute, sexy outfit on. And then when I would roll out of bed in the morning and I'd look at myself, well, first of all, I hate mornings. I would, and my hair is crazy curly, right? So it's like all over the place. There's like sleep on my eyes. I may or may not have brushed my teeth and practiced purity the night before. And so it's just, ugh. it's mornings are not my jam. But I found it harder to look myself in the eyes, in the mirror and say, I love you. So just kind of a little fun way to kind of examine yourself and kind of notice those little nuances about what makes you tick, taking time out to self-reflect and self-study. And then the last component of the niyama is, um, and I'm going to butcher this word, so bear with me here, this whole Sanskrit is super hard, even after all this training. But it is isvara pranidhana, which is celebration of the spiritual. So basically what it means is to lay all of your actions at the feet of God. Now, God, which is Isvara, doesn't necessarily mean like God is in the religious type of God. I am not a religious person. I do believe in a higher power. I call him the universe. But really what it means is like to lay all of your actions before, um, you know, this higher power. And if you don't believe in a higher power, then maybe you are the God that you believe in and, and that's yourself. But whatever this person is, whatever God means to you is, va- oh my gosh, here we go. Isvara pranidana means to lay all of your actions at the feet of this person. And so the practice requires that we set aside time each day just to recognize that there, you know, is some force that's bigger than ourselves and that's guiding us in the direction of our lives. So for me, I grew up very religious, um, Southern Baptist to be exact, and I really respect the principles and the morals that were given to me. As an adult, having gone through the yoga training, um, I've seen a lot of correlation between these two limbs that I just shared with you, Um, but I really resonate with them because they're they're more focused on yourself, and I think when you jump into a community of people, you really have to know your morals, you really have to take time to self-reflect so you are able to positively contribute to a better community. Whatever it is that you believe, whatever, if you think this is all hippie woo-woo up in here, well, it is all hippie woo-woo. But I just think that the principles, there's so much practicality that you can get from all of these. So just to briefly recap for you, we went over two limbs, yama and niyama. Yama is universal morality and niyama are personal observances. And so when you have both of those components, you really can focus on what it means to be a part of a better community. And I love my Vegas community. I have been searching for more ways to be more involved. I've been going through all these steps that I have shared with you, a lot of meditating, a lot of self-reflecting, a lot of noticing how I act in situations, a lot of figuring out what these terms mean to me. Like for the longest time, well, for me, and I'll just, you know, ahimsa, nonviolence, um, after being in a very volatile, violent uh, relationship, which is kind of how I got into yoga, that word really resonated with me because I didn't want to be in a situation that was, was violent. Now, you could take that and translate it into kind of whatever it means to you. But after much self-reflecting, I was just like, you know, I really want to be more involved in this community. I My three core values for Mint and Honey, and I'll share them again with you, are health and wellness, right? Community and adventure. And so community is just something that's so important to me. So I throw a lot of happy hours. I throw a couple birthday parties. Um, yes, I love to celebrate my birthday. Um, but I really wanted to bring people together and connect. And um, drinking wine is great, doing yoga is great, but I wanted to kind of have that give back component as well because my heart is in nonprofits. And so I'm excited to share with you, there's an opportunity for you um, to combine both yoga and yoga off the mat in uh, Mint and Honey's upcoming Om in the Orchard. Starting every Monday in May at 6, we are going to head up to the San Miguel Community Garden and we're going to just take some time out to recenter, take some time out to be involved in a community, and really take time out to just give back. Um, it is an absolutely free yoga class i am donating in my time because this is exactly where my heart is and this is how i want to be a part of the community if you want to donate you can totally donate to garden farms foundation they are a nonprofit here in vegas that support garden programming in schools and in communities and so with this community garden it's a little bit different in that you don't just pay for a set um a set, I don't know what you call it, not, a, not an acre, but like a set little plot of land to grow. You basically can walk in, you can plant, you can weed, you can harvest. And so just to kind of give you an overview of what we're going to do, we're going to head up there. We're going to plant some seeds and set our intention. We're going to do this really, really gentle, basic beginner yoga class. And then at the end, we're going to harvest veggies to take home for the week. And I am so grateful. I ran into the most amazing person, Vanessa, who is in charge of the Garden Farm's foundation component. Her soul is just beautiful. She is just such an awesome person. And I'm grateful to have the opportunity to be involved with our community and to give back. And I'm so grateful to share that with you. So I really hope that you can join me up at this garden. Um, It's like way up north. Well, for me, it's up north. Um, It's off of kind of Gowan Rancho area. Um, All the info's up on my website and my Facebook, but it's called Home in the Orchard. And it's really just about coming together as a community and just having a good time and just being chill. So I'm really excited about that. Thank you for your time today. I hope that you have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. Namaste.